0: So, Jeff, I know you know who I am, but uh, our audience does not. My name is John Mitchell. Um, I'm a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. Um, and I've been in industry uh, helping people with their finances for a uh, little over 30 years completely. Um, and you are?
1: I'm Jeff. and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So uh, during the day, um, I do psychotherapy all day.
0: And you've been doing this, what, three, four months? Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: No, 30, yeah, like you, 30 some years now. Yeah. Yeah. So a small amount of time.
0: So we um, have kind of paired up, and we've got this little thing that we call relational media. Um, And it's kind of a strange conglomeration of two totally different um, brain sets.
1: Yeah. We should say how we met, though.
0: That's fair. So, um, like I say, I've been in my business and my industry and, and probably like a lot of businesses and industries, we all get siloed, you know, yeah. you hang out with therapists, right? You know, go to those big therapy parties. <laughs> I don't know what those look like, but it sounds <laughs> there scary. Are no therapy parties. I can <laughs> tell you. no way. Big therapy conventions. We're all very serious. Oh, okay. there are
1: conventions, you know, yeah. seminars yeah. and stuff like that, anyway. but no parties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I'm in the you know financial advice, financial planning industry, um, and you know everybody's trying to figure out how to grow their business and how to help their clients. But sure. there's not a lot. I mean, you know, sometimes we hang out with some really other exciting people like CPAs and attorneys. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, we you know it's it's really kind of a strange thing for for you and I to be um, sitting in this room, kind of working. Yeah, together. I do th- I do
1: think it is strange.
0: So how did how did this all get to happen? So
1: Mike. My- kids I I wanted my kids to learn some self-defense so I took them to taekwondo
0: and you have a long history of of self-defense before the kids no
1: not at all in fact I was not athletic in any way across my whole life I I think I played like one season of soccer and maybe one season of little league when I was a kid but that was it yeah so I saw them doing it for I was watching them you know from the sidelines for a month or two and I was like this looks really fun so I plunked down my change and mm-hmm. joined, signed up.
0: Yeah, put on the silly uniform and got going. But on this, yeah,
1: that's right. Got my little white belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and that's basically exactly my story, and it happened at exactly the same same time, time at the same completely
1: gym. coincidental. We and, didn't know each other before that, and our
0: kids were about the same age. Yeah, that's right. And so we're all newbies. Yep, not a clue what we're doing. Um, none of us had had any real experience in, in in martial arts at all. Right. So we're now thrust into this um, uncomfortable, totally foreign environment.
1: And ha- having to trust each other, too. I mean, you know, it's a situation where you kind of have to believe that the other one's not going to actually punch you or, or, or throw right. you in a hard way or something like that.
0: Yeah, so, so <clears throat> Jeff and I, we team up, and we partner up, and um, our kids kind of partner up. And, you know, that's what you do in martial arts because there has to be somebody attacking you and you have to be somebody defending right. the, all that. So we're in this new experience learning together. And, um, and that was really kind of cool. Um, and so we, you know, you learn, you, you learn to trust people. You learn to get along with them.
1: I mean, you make fin- friends fast doing that.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes you're waiting. There's a fair amount of time standing around.
1: Yeah, waiting for whatever the instruction is going to be.
0: Right. Or, you know, the beginning of class or the end of class. And so the inevitable happened. You know, it's like the second or third question you ask every dude. Right. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Um, You know, and immediately I'm like, oh, great. Not only is he, you know, evaluating whether I'm doing this right. He's, you know, he's wondering.
1: I'm I'm already working my way (laughs) into your brain. (laughs) Did you really think that?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't think when they're hanging out with a therapist. I know. I know. I'm sure you've never, I get a lot of comments actually. Yeah. 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 And there's a reason for that. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, so we started doing martial arts together. We, um, started kind of talking about our jobs together. Um, it was really funny because I kind of thought you were aloof. Yeah. And, um,
1: I'm pretty introverted, so I'm sure that's a common experience.
0: Um, so we, you know, we got going and, um, I started asking you questions about what you did and yeah. thought it was interesting because in my practice, I find lots of times that I'm trying to give somebody some really good advice as I see it. Yeah. And and they even would agree, yeah, that's absolutely what I or, or we should do to move forward. And more often than not, I think in my industry, we come back after that meeting three months or six months later and all excited and say, so tell me what kind of progress you've made. And inevitably, more often than not, um, there's not a lot of progress being made.
1: Yeah, so some couple come to your practice and they'd say, we want to invest our money. And, you know, you would would say, okay, tell me your story or whatever. You'd give them whatever advice you thought was appropriate. And then later on, they would not do it.
0: Well, you know, investing the money is easy. um, But where does that money come from? It's got to come out of their budget. You know, a lot of times people say, we're not saving enough or we're spending too much, or we're, we have this structural problem, or we have a lot of debt, or we can't get on the same page financially, right? Yeah. You know, if all we were doing was saying, <clears> hey, if you'll just put away, you know, $4,000 a month in savings, you know, in 20 or 30 years, you'll be great. Uh, well, that doesn't work because yeah, if they needed that advice, uh, if they didn't need that advice, you know, if they were already doing it, they wouldn't need the advice. And if they're not doing it, there's a reason.
1: So they come to you a little bit stuck already?
0: Yeah, more often yeah. than not, mm. um, you know, there's there's that whole, hey, why did I go see a nutritionist? Because there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why did I go, um, you know, find somebody to help me work out, you know, hire a personal trainer? Sure. Um, you, because, yeah, right, right. Because I'm trying to get past some sort of hurdle that I need somebody to bring me through. So, you know, we were dealing with that all the time. And I started asking you questions of, so why in the world is it that it's hard for people to change?
1: I don't even remember what I said. What, do you remember what I said?
0: Well, you said what you always say, which, well, there's a myriad of reasons, and uh-huh. down the rabbit hole we went. Yeah. And um, so, I, you know, like I say, I think you were kind of slow to think that there was, my impression was you were a little bit slow to think there was any real cross-pollination or connections Yeah. Uh, between what I did um, in my practice and what you were dealing with. Right. dealing with people in yours.
1: You know it's really interesting in my field I have never once seen a class like a seminar or CEU for CEUs continuing education I've never once seen one cover the subject of money. So if you're working with people, I mean they're dealing with money all the time and obviously if you're seeing if you're working with a couple who's having some struggle, what's one of the most common complaints they make? Money, Right. They have some kind of money problem. But in my field, there's no training. None. I, I, I mean, at least not that I've seen. So, yeah, I, there's this weird thing that I thought, oh, you know, I don't see the cross pollination because it's almost like my field ignores it.
0: But yet what are just tell me real quick, if you can name like one or two core determinants uh, that people would reference as to why their relationship broke.
1: Money for sure. I mean, you know the th- there are three that I hear why why it's the, why they're mm-hmm. having problems, right? Mm-hmm. Money, sex, and communication. Those are the three. Right. Now, it's always deeper than that, right? That's that's the term that they use to organize how they think about the problems they're having. And obviously when we go down the rabbit hole, there are other things going on. But those are the three that people complain about. And sometimes parenting, so we'll make four.
0: Right. So let me let you in on the other side, which you already know, which is um, in our industry, up until very recently, and I mean literally in the last year or two, um, our industry has not been dealing with the idea um, that psychology um, and the mind play a significant role in relationships and how they deal with things like, Financial planning or investing, mm-hmm. or, or all of those things. And so, just recently, in fact, the place that it kind of came from is it came from a study, an area study called behavioral finance, which mm-hmm. kind of looks at why people make either good decisions or bad decisions about investing. And from that, people started realizing that, oh, there is a psych- psychological component mm-hmm. to how couples probably also deal with finances. And so, the elephant in the room for both of us has been this idea that money issues, money issues that flow over into relationship issues or relationship issues that flow back into money issues is central um, to whether um, couples are successful financially Mm -hmm. or successful relationally.
1: Right. Yeah, so at some point you and I sort of had a meeting of the minds on this, on this Mm -hmm. very idea that you just said. And we sort of decided we should talk about this like we we, there's something here let's get together and outside of taekwondo and chat about it and i think we i don't know how long we did that it was years right it was
0: years we met literally you know an hour a week sometimes two hours a week Um, and we did that for years just trying to figure out kind of what was going on and I I don't have a a psychology history. I didn't minor in psychology in college. Um, You know, I had to take the prerequisites that everybody had to take. So I really didn't have much experience with what therapy is, what therapy does.
1: And the the same is true for me, right? Like, I didn't take a finance class ever. I didn't take an accounting class. I didn't take a personal finance class that you can sometimes find in college. Nothing. Right. Not even in graduate school. Like, here's how to do your accounting for your practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. None of it. Nothing. Zero.
0: And and if I can <clears throat> if I can ask you to be a little bit um, forthcoming. Yeah. Um, in your situation at home, um, you guys were perfect when it came to communicating about money, right? <laughs> well, you already know the answer to that, <laughs> right? No,
1: I think one of the biggest arguments my wife, my wife and I have been mar- married 31 years and. One of the biggest consistent patterned arguments that we had prior to you and I uh, kind of really working through the subject that we're talking about was around money. You know, we just fought about money. She had a different idea about what should be saved and what should be spent and what should be earned than I did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had different priorities and we were working off different pages for how it all should go. It was Infuriating sometimes to have, all couples have patterned arguments. It's extremely common, and we just had this one, right? Just a fun, a funny little money argument, so that, and it just happened over and over and over.
0: And you know, it's 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 fun for me to look at this because, and I and I think for our audience, it's great to realize that a couple of professional therapists, right. Because my wife's
1: wife's a psychologist.
0: Right. Yeah. So you have this wonderful married couple. Both have spent their careers helping people communicate about all the things that are important. all kinds of things. And you guys are in the weeds with everybody else. Yeah. And so, you know, and this relationship I think has helped me and my relationship at home because as I'm starting to understand some of the reasons why... um, my wife and I don't communicate well around certain things. Mm-hmm. It's been because of this cross-pollination that we've yeah. had. And so just as you would say, you know, I can't believe that therapists aren't taught about money. I can't believe that there's not some basic level of education, right. being that one of the main reasons why couples um, argue and have significant conflict is around money. Um, I would say the other is true, is, is it's amazing to me, um, not just in my field, but in general, that people are not exposed to what's going on in their brains, yeah, and how it's different, right, than the person they're going to marry, until they get deep in the weeds and then they can't figure it out, and then yeah, they then find there's some problem the they have to solve, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm sure that's there's a million things that we don't know that we don't know, and we need to learn them all. But if our relationships are important, um, and we have to kind of navigate our day to day lives using money, yeah, um, it seems like you know, to us, what we've been working on, what we've been talking about um, pretty much relates to everybody.
1: Yeah. Everyone who who has a relationship or who uses money.
0: So what did we do? I'm going to ask, ask you to kind of throw it out there. What did yeah. we do once we kind of felt like we had found something that, quite frankly, isn't really being talked about very much out in society right now.
1: I, you know, I think we struggled with this for a long time, trying to figure out how, how to answer that. What do we do or what should we do? And, you know, when when you don't have a literature, professional literature, either on your side or mine, to go to to give you a kind of framework, it's difficult to think about how to how to categorize, you know, the subjects that we were trying to explore you know, and I think eventually what happened was we decided we wanted to make something of it, right? Like we, we're going to, we, we need to somehow get this to people. Like we, we need to sort of delineate our thoughts, put them on uh, paper in some organized way and see if we can make them meaningful and useful mm-hmm. to someone. And so I think we spend quite a lot of time um, trying to figure out how to do that. And eventually what came of it was our class which is which we call more than a budget. And it's, uh, you know, 11 sections, basically, of lessons videotaped, and you can, you know, sort of walk your way through the various components of our thought process, mm-hmm. um, you know, with little exercises to do for couples, you know, so they can figure out how to think about each other. And then, um, you know, you sort of get to a spot where hopefully in the end you're on the same page financially and relationally, more importantly.
0: Yeah. And, and what's to me, one of the funny things is about this is this whole thing that we're doing, we are not actually doing any financial planning.
1: Right. Right.
0: And you're not actually doing any therapy. There's no therapy. There's no therapy. There's no financial planning. So this is this is you know you go well then what good is this well that's the thing is what you have is you have a trained therapist and a trained planner talking about this area that has been I think for the most part invisible in our culture yeah um, to a vast majority of people right and we're just talking about that thing uh, that thing sometimes might lead you to realize that hey you know what we as a couple or or me as an individual you know, might really benefit from seeing a therapist. Or, wow, we've really made some progress here, and I think we know why we might go see somebody in the financial services field. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing exists in a place that most people haven't really spent any time right. um, or have any visibility of.
1: Or if they've found some, something out there mm-hmm. in the world, it doesn't fit for them. You know, I'm right. thinking of one in particular. Sure um, where, you know, it's sort of like a program to teach you a method. And if that method works for you because you have the personality style to to match that method, then you're good to go. But if not, or if your partner Mm -hmm. doesn't have that personality, personality style, then, you know, there's continued conflict. It's not really about relationships at all. It's about one way of thinking about money.
0: Yeah. And we've avoided that.
1: Totally. It's not, yeah. We don't, we're not interested in telling you what to do with your money.
0: So, what we've done is we've built a class, like Jeff said, it's called More Than a Budget. Uh, people could find it if they want to go looking for it at uh, relational media.com. Right. Um, but what we're going to be doing in future episodes with this podcast is we're going to be talking around some of these issues that couples face all the time. And we're just going to keep moving around. So, for instance, in our next episode, we're going to look at inflation because Right now, that seems to be kind of rocking everybody's world. Big deal. And whenever you find that the system changes, that the game changes, um, that your resources change, uh, what it costs to, to you know do what you're used to doing may not be feasible anymore going forward, uh, the sooner you get an understanding of what that thing is and how you're going to communicate it about it as a couple and how you're going to jointly address it, the um, some bad things can happen while you're kind of circling it, waiting for yeah. um, something magical to happen that, by the way, will never happen.
1: Right. I think the big thing that you and I sort of concluded from all of the work that we've been doing over the last X number of years is that there's some massive value, relational value, in being on the working on the same team, ha- having the same. Sort of vision for our relationship, as you the phrase you use is pulling on the same rope, mm-hmm. right? And <clears throat> I think in the end, that's what we hope to help people do.
0: You hear it all the time, people that are um, kind of moving away from their relationships or have have had to go through a divorce. Um, the thing that I hear the most common is, is we just weren't on the same page anymore. Yeah, we were moving in separate directions. Right, and don't know really when that started or how it happened, but it eventually got to the point that, you know, we really just weren't compatible and it was better for both, you know, you hear all of this stuff. And so what we're saying is, is that, well, what if, what if we turned both parties back towards each other and tried to find that common page um, knowing that it would be unique to every couple and create a system where each couple could discover and co-author. What themselves, that might be.
1: themselves, right. Not from
0: us. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people go, well, you know, I, I, can you give me something just really simple? And, and that would be great if the brain was simple. Yeah. Have you ever experienced the That's, brain being uh, simple? No. No. <laughs> I'm really fortunate because my industry is actually pretty simple. Um, there's some complexity in rules and regulations. There's some complexity in things like tax code and, and all that kind of stuff. mm mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, is most of the work that people need to do at home when you talk about finances is addition and subtraction. Yeah. I mean, it's really money in, money it's out. It's not and technically does it difficult. It is not tech. If you have a fourth grade education, you, you know, you can do this. Um, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Simple doesn't mean easy. Right. So I think that's the story of, of kind of, you know, we wanted to that's give an origin story of, of kind of who we were and how we got here. Um, and what it is that we are, are going to be looking at for our audience as we go through these future episodes. Yeah. Um, but uh, stick with us.
1: Yeah, next up is inflation.
0: And uh, we'll have some fun talking about how to, how to get on top of that and how to get uh, lined out to make adjustments that you're going to need to make.
1: Yeah, so if you want to listen up, um, you can check us out. You can find us on relational-media.com.